In a world where women continue to break through glass ceilings, shatter stereotypes and redefine success, there are so many stories just waiting to be heard. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about. I'm your host, Katie Williams, and in each episode, we'll sit down together with inspiring female entrepreneurs from diverse industries, backgrounds and stages of their journey. We'll explore the lessons they've learned, the obstacles they've overcome and the advice they have for those who might be ready to take a leap of their own. I cannot wait to dive into the day-to-day realities of running a business, often while juggling other roles like being a mum or working multiple jobs. You can expect honest conversations, valuable advice and a whole lot of inspiration. So grab yourself a cuppa and let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to another episode of Small Biz Society, the podcast. I'm Katie and I am joined today by the lovely Hannah. Hi Hannah, would you like to introduce yourself and get straight into it? Tell us what you do. Hello, um, so yes, I am Hannah Ashton. I'm a creative thinking coach and a mum to two teenage girls and a wife. Um, So I help businesses to bring creative thinking into their workplace and their day-to-day life to help them overcome the blocks that are stopping them moving forward so things so getting a way of looking at things from different perspectives and ways of communicating problem solving and so problem solving is such a big part of any business Um, we clients and customers have a problem and we find those solutions through the products we produce and the offers and the services that we provide and creative thinking is such an important part of business and I'm so excited to be doing what I'm doing it's a sort of a new venture this year from what I have been doing previously um but it's just so exciting and it's also helps you to do with all the ideas that you have in business that my goodness you have to constantly think of ideas all the time time, like for your social media, your training, your what you wear, um, yeah. your branding. Literally, it's this constant need for ideas. And I feel that creativity is sort of the fuel that feeds into this sort of idea factory. And we're constantly needing to flex our creative muscle, which so many people are scared of doing and feel that they're not creative. But we all have that inside us some of us it's exuding from us and some it's deep down we need to try and find it but it is so important that we all start thinking creatively and bringing that creativity into our business because it just makes such a big difference to the businesses that we have yeah see I I never thought of myself as a creative person like I was never creative I didn't like art at school I just thought I was rubbish I I just didn't you know I think the most creative thing I did food tech so you know I (laughs) I baked bread um but so so I think people were quite shocked when I started Mama Bear Creates and I I, when I started illustrating I remember I had a conversation with my mum not too long ago and she said she was quite surprised when I started So I don't know sort of where it came from, but I obviously I, I class myself as a creative person now. But yeah, I definitely I, I never well, thought of myself I as think, you know growing up. That's really it's really interesting because I um 
that is one of the biggest things or the hurdles that I have with the people that I work with and many of them say they're not creative and I think it, it's it's often down to what happens in school mm. but if someone has told you, you you are not creative those words literally are damaging potentially for the rest of their lives because like yeah. well they've told me and it particularly if they're um because we often think creativity is all to do with art and craft and drama and music and so if you didn't achieve the grades or that the grades that were acceptable to be yeah sort of um that that's that what means you're creative then that's it you're not creative if you got a c you're not creative but if you're an a yes you're a creative person but it's like you you were not obviously given that opportunity to explore your creativity at the time mm -hmm. or someone has said something that makes you think I'm not going to go down that path because that's not who I am that's not yeah. what people think I am but you whatever it was that triggered you to then go I'm going to give this a go and suddenly literally this whole new world opens up to you and it's just that's exciting to hear that you regardless of what happened in the past you've gone actually this is what I need to do and this is who I am so that's wonderful yeah. to hear thanks no yeah it's funny I am um, I mean I never like I literally dropped all those sort of subjects uh, I, I don't even know what it's like at the moment in secondary school but by year nine you know when you start mm. taking year, or year 10 I can't remember taking your things I sort of dropped art I dropped drama but I I know it's always been said that art is subjective, but I guess I didn't feel that way as such because, you know, I am i don't have the best memory when it comes to my childhood. But I do remember mm. things like, you know, you'd have some fruit and you'd have to draw that. Yes. So as much as it's subjective, I kind of felt like it wasn't subjective because it had to look a certain way. Like I had to, you know, sketch it in that certain way. Whereas right. I do think now maybe it's just one of those things as when you're a kid and a teenager you don't have that confidence but as an adult now I'm like well this is you know this is what I want to do if I want to make an orange that is actually the shape of a banana then you know it doesn't yeah. matter that's what I want to do I think because obviously with schools it is all about you have to create something or write something to a standard to rules yeah. and and so I remember there was, um, I did GCSE art and I remember my teacher was, was saying, right, you need, I can't remember the brief. You need to do this. And so I did it. He said, no, it's not, that's not quite right. And I'm going, but that literally is what you've told me to do. Yeah. And I, I, to this day, I still don't, don't understand what I should have done. And I started doing A-level art. And after two terms, I had to stop because it was taking the joy out of creating. Oh, wow. And so I knew it was a it was it's been a huge part of my life. And I just thought you were destroying my love for art and and everything that I create. So I stopped and, and changed to do chemistry. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, completely different. Um, I suppose it's still um, mixing things. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was one of those things that I made that decision because at that time. Obviously, I was 17 um or 16 actually um and I thought no I knew at that point who I was bizarrely I didn't think I was that confident but I made that decision because I knew how important creating was to me yeah. and it 
and I, I I used it as a way of just relaxing um I think and it was just like this isn't fun anymore because as you said you've got to do it this is how an orange is supposed to be it's like but I don't want to I want to explore a bit I want to yeah. be curious and, and that's what creativity has brought to my life and it's like you're shame. not allowing that to happen yeah that's a massive shame that 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 happened but I mean it's amazing that you knew your mind well enough Mm. at such a young age to be like no this is taking the joy so I'm gonna stop this so you can continue Mm. using it for joy yes um, yeah Yeah. that's amazing Mm. what is your background like what made you get into this well um so my my background I've come from a family of doctors so the NHS has been a huge part of my life since I was a baby. Yeah. So my um, my parents are doctors, my sister's a doctor, brother-in-law's a doctor, and oh, wow. I then married a doctor, having said I'd never <laughs> go out with a doctor. But um, I, I was an occupational therapist in the NHS for 18 years. And mm-hmm. it was a profession that I just... I, I sort of just dis, just discovered really because it's one that's not really known about and certainly un, uh, it's very misunderstood but it was perfect for me um because it brought creativity into part of um the jobs I did and also helping others and so I did that up until 2019 and then I I just got to the point thinking I think there's something more for me out there I don't know what it is but I took a career break and I thought about doing um, property developing. Okay. And so I went and did bricklaying and plastering and tiling courses. Oh, wow. And I absolutely loved them. I came away and my whole entire body was aching and covered in dust. But I literally felt this buzz that I hadn't felt for a while mm. as an OT. Even though I was with, when I was with patients, I always felt that buzz, but other things sort of contributed to how I was feeling. And I just thought, okay, I need to do something creative. Yeah. And, and so I thought, okay, I'll create a business. Never imagined, no one in my family, as I said, a business um, in the world of business and so I was like okay that's what I'm going to do but I don't know exactly what I'm going to do and so I started looking handed in my notice um, which was such a freeing experience I felt like I sort of kept that sort of safety net there of being able to go back I thought no I need to completely remove that and I started thinking and I thought right Easter 2020 um after the all the children go back to school I will focus on what I'm doing for this business and obviously we know what happened in yeah. March 20 and I was like right okay I'll shift my attention and they were in years six and eight at the time and so I thought right I will support them in their school and also my husband being a GP he obviously was dealing with quite a lot so I thought right I'll be there for all you and then during that time I just sort of dabbled into doing sort of online courses about the business world but not really full-on and so that was happening and then in 21 I I thought right a business needs a website and that was literally all I thought you needed in business <laughs> you need a website and so I I spent quite a long time there's a few things that sort of stopped that happening so I wanted to build my own rather than 
give it to somebody else wanted to understand it a bit more yeah and so eventually in October 21 I launched HKA Create where I was making wooden functional art and so mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to create something we had loads of offcuts from uh, the house renovation and we just thought how can I use this and I started making things and that is what developed um and so through 2022 so last year I was sort of making lots of wooden things and started working with brands on through the internet through Instagram became sort of a big part of my life and it was all sort of crazy but I always struggled I always people would ask me questions and I couldn't quite work out how what I was doing fitted into those questions and I was struggling with answers and it just didn't quite fit and so at the beginning of this year I I'm a real one for reflecting I think it's part of as an occupational therapist we reflect on everything yeah and I took some time for two solid days and I massive piece of paper I wrote down absolutely everything about my life how I'm feeling now how I felt leaving occupational therapy sort of went through a bit of a grieving process with that as well which I haven't really experienced and I sort of took it down to right I have two passions creativity and helping other people yeah and I've that's always been a thread throughout my whole life and I thought okay so that's what I understand helping other people yep got that sorted but what is creativity and as we said earlier we're talking about I always thought it was arts and crafts and things and so started googling and defining the definition and it was like oh actually it's about problem solving and thinking and ideas and perspectives I thought I've never thought of it like that and then it was this whole thing about problem solving stuck with me and thought well as an OT I really help people problem solve and then people in business they problem solve it's like oh my goodness I can bring the two together and that is how I'm doing what I'm doing now and it's like it's as if like this jigsaw piece that final jigsaw piece has come together and it's just like this is who I'm supposed to be at this moment in time and I'm just loving what I'm doing that's amazing are there are there other people that do what you do because I you know until I came across you I hadn't sort of you know come across anyone else doing that um so yeah is is there like a like a job title or do you you know what I mean like yeah I um I don't think this is the thing like when I I sort of I came up with this um creative thinking coach yeah because I I sort of worked through the various titles because as you said I sort of haven't found anybody people might say they might be um consultants or strategists maybe um about creative thinking and there's a lot certainly in America they do a lot about product-based businesses so sort of looking at more innovative products and things and there are lots of books out there but I hadn't sort of seen it for smaller businesses or certainly in the way that I see bringing creative thinking into the businesses and saying, right, let's try this creative exercise, but let's focusing on 
the problem that you're having. So mm. be it procrastination or communication. So adapting and developing an exercise that really hones in on that one particular thing, carry out that activity, and then let's dig deep into it. And what does what did you get out of it? What does it mean to you? Okay, let's do another exercise that can help you with that. And I don't know if I've really seen anybody do that. Certainly everybody I come across, they go, oh, that's interesting what you're doing. So I do feel it's new, but I think people do elements of it. Um, But yeah, I don't know if they do it the the way that I do it, or certainly there's more bigger organisations that do these things. So um, I don't know. Sorry, do you find it that it makes it harder to explain to people what you do? Because people are probably like, oh, what's that then? A little bit. But to be honest, I'm used to it because um, trying to explain what an occupational therapist did for 18 years. Um, I honestly, I, I don't really know what, what it is. No, so many people get it confused with physiotherapy or nursing. Yeah. And so you'll say those professions, they go, oh, yeah, we un- I know what they are. And you think but you don't fully know, but you sort of you've had this perception of oh I know what a nurse does yeah and so with an occupational therapist it was such a wonderful profession and we were at heart of so many treatments for patients across the hospital because we were both dual trained in mental and physical health and we we see the individual as a whole but it's all to do with the activities that they participate in during the day and the relevance to who they are but also how they carry them out so if it was a, a physical injury they couldn't carry that activity out anymore because maybe they've broken their arms so we would look at ways of adapting their environment or the way they perform an activity to allow them to achieve their goals okay. which so is, is that problem same. solving exactly okay. and so this is the thing that I I literally when I did this reflection at the beginning of the year I my mind just went oh my goodness massive light bulb moment that it just made so much sense that what I was doing as an OT has so much importance and relevance to what people in business need and the way that as as an OT we really unpicked problems so really like an onion really taking all the layers down and going okay what is actually the at the heart of this problem that you may say this is your problem but actually let's dig deeper and it's we need to work on this first and then we can move from there and it's having those skills that I feel now in what I do is going to really help people cook and say actually let's work a little bit deeper and work on this and then that will probably sort of take you past this hurdle and problem you're having now and move you forward and then let's work on the next thing. No I love that that's brilliant. Um, so obviously you've only been going you know a couple of years have you mm-hmm. faced any setbacks at all um other I than think, the fact that COVID happened right yeah. <laughs> right at the start I think one of the things was this the website I've mentioned was I think technology is sort of one of my setbacks um yeah. and I know it's often the case with many people and that really that stopped me moving forward because I just felt that's all I needed and once I've got my website then I'm away and I just think that was the biggest thing but since then with obviously what I'm doing now I've completely redone 
my website. Oh, have you? And so even though it took nearly a year the first time, it mm-hmm. took a, a couple of months the second time, but that sense of achievement after the first time, that allowed me the second time to really go, I know what I can achieve and I need to achieve it because I need people to see what I'm doing. Yeah. And I felt I needed, I still feel I needed that website as my sort of um, shop front. So yeah. this is who I am, come and explore what I, I can do. Um, and so I still, it is all those sort of setbacks and sort of like, oh my goodness, it's taking time to do this. And and I think you just think, oh, just get it done and go and ask someone to do it because you go and ask someone who works on this all the time and then within seconds they've solved it for you. You I think, know. oh, why did you do that before? But I know that I'm a far better person because I fully understand the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm currently, well, I will have two websites for, you know, one for both businesses. So I'm currently moving my mama bear business over to a new platform. So I'm trying to work out a whole new website platform, which I'm hoping to get done at some point, you know, in October. And then when I've done that, I'm going to be working on my new small biz website and it's it's just everything with it it's trying to work out what the best platform is you know what you're getting for your money because there's masses you know of differences price wise um so it's trying to work out you know what what the best one is what's going to work for you and then actually working out how to do it all yeah I had a I tried a few initially and lost money doing it really struggled um and so frustrating when that happens Mm. um but it's sort of like looking back now going I sort of I don't I don't feel bad that happened yes I I would have preferred it not to happen but I've learned so much from that yeah and I think it's also with with anything you choose you can ask people about it and they will give their opinion, but it's got to work out for you. And that's what's really hard. There's so many choices out there. Yeah. It's working out, okay, this is what I need. But as you said, you you work out what you need and then you've got to actually do it. And then it's like, that is just so much that you need to do. And you think, okay, just take one thing at a time. Yeah. And then then the next thing and the next thing and then it, before you know it then it's it, you're launching it and then you think why was I worrying about yeah. all that and it just sort of runs absolutely I mean I built my first one um two years ago and obviously when I signed up to that platform I had no idea what I was doing but now I mean I don't know all of the functionalities you know with everything on there but I know enough to do things and now I'm like <laughs> goodbye I'm going somewhere else <laughs> brilliant what we do isn't it but um <laughs> just as I'm like all okay with it um if you could go back to before you started your business what's one thing that you'd tell yourself oh um I think looking at it would be what I've done for myself is take some time and really look at who you are yeah so as I sort of said it's like get who you are and really peel back those layers of who you are now who you have been in the past and who you want to be in the future and then 
it's understanding what are the things that you really enjoy doing and what are you capable of? What are your skills? And really getting that all down because you then start to discover the things that you think, oh yeah, I'm actually really good at that. And I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. And it's those things that if you have that, like when I start talking about these things, I get high pitched. I start talking loud. I start talking quicker. <laughs> and if you're doing that, then that means you love what you're doing and you need to really love what you're doing in order to sustain a business. Yes. Because if you're a year or two in and it starts getting hard, or even in the first few months it starts getting hard, you've got to dig deep. And if you don't have that underlying passion or understanding of who you are, it is going to fall apart. So it's taking that time at the beginning and going, right, who am I? And... I've certainly, that's obviously I started a business and I did this huge pivot um, at the beginning of the year, but I knew I had to do that because it it didn't feel right with what I was doing before. And so now it's like, okay, I sort of wish I'd sort of done that at the beginning, but I think also I didn't really understand that at the beginning. And that's when I think you also need people around you to help you, to guide you have been in similar situations or having that community is really important but giving yourself that time and to stop and reflect on who you are because you you have all these other labels and even now when people say um who are you I still my immediate thought is I'm an occupational therapist and it's it's really because I think it's been so many years and also I had that period of time between not leaving occupational therapy and not having um, this business. And I was in this limbo and I felt I didn't have an identity because I didn't have a job. And even though I was a mum and a wife and a, a sister and a daughter and all those other roles that we put upon ourselves, it's like, actually, who am I as yeah. Hannah? Yeah. And I think it's going, right, let's really take some time to understand who I am as an individual at this moment in time and who do I want to be um and that I think is it's sort of it's it all many many tears um I sort of I had to really strip it back and it was it was quite an emotional time um but it was so rewarding because it's really understanding who you were and are um and who you can be and I think that would be the one thing I would sort of say to people really dig deep and work out who you are yeah and that's amazing and I know I mean not everyone is in the same situation you know everyone's family lives are different but for me my husband is the main breadwinner you know has been so I was the one that stayed home and you know looked after the children for the you know majority of the time and I I did have a part-time job I left that this year but I when I went back after my maternity I cut down the hours and it had to be, you know, within school hours and everything. So I had to sort of, I've always had to work around the kids and Mm. I still do. I still generally do have to work around the kids because my husband's, you know, his hours aren't as easy to juggle than Mm. mine, but that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why I want to do this. So I can work around them and I can then when it comes to the holidays be like, right, well, I'm going to make sure I've 
in theory. <laughs> We've got a holiday coming up in October half term. So in theory, by then, I'm going to have things planned for that week so I can take the week off. Yes. Um, And yeah, and I think we all need to find something for us. Because mm-hmm. I love being a wife and I love being a mum and all of the other things. But we we definitely all need something for us. Yeah. And... I love what I'm doing at the moment with both businesses. I'm still obviously working out some things, but I, I'm loving where it's going and I'm loving like the community and working with other women. Yes. And it's uh, rather than, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm at home on my own right now, but I'm, I'm talking to you, so I'm not on my own. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's, it, it, makes, it makes a massive difference, I think, for people um, and just being more ourselves. Does that make sense? I feel like I went I went on a bit of a ramble there. No, I think it because I think we I think you as as mums, um, it is that balance and you do get that guilt that you yeah. are not being the best mum. Yeah. And I certainly I found that when when I went out to work at the hospital, I would obviously have a designated time that I'd be working. They knew I was out of the house. And obviously they were older when I was working uh, at the hospital. But when I started working from home, it took a while. And obviously we were going through lockdowns as well. And they also, my I, I didn't have a, a, a proper controlled structure to my day. Um, and so I they didn't know. And also I didn't know. And so they would come and interrupt me and it was really hard and I sort of I feel now I've put sort of boundaries in place to say right this is the situation I'm I'm needing to work now and when you come home from school I give them sort of an hour where I can sort of focus on them they can sort of debrief me about the day um so they know where they fit in as well and I think as you're saying about the holidays that often the summer holidays is the toughest time oh gosh and yeah. so this was my second holiday where I was in business um and I'd sort of learned from last year and we had two weeks holiday that we went away and so I was like fully I'm committed to being mum yeah um and I'm not thinking about the, the business but when I got back it's like right I'm going to be working in the morning I need you not to interrupt me because that stops my flow and then it will take longer for me to complete it and then I'll be around. But it, it is hard when they're in the house and you're working in the house as opposed to you going physically out and away because they don't see what you're doing. And Yeah, it's, it's like blurred lines, isn't it? Yeah, it's, for them understanding, obviously their perception of a job and a business is you go out to work. And yeah. so... For me to be, but you're just sat at the desk or I was down in my workshop. It's like, you're not doing a business. It's like, yeah. I am. It just looks like I'm having fun. <laughs> well, that's what um, sometimes because I'm on my phone quite a lot because, yes. you know, you use it so much. I mean, I use it, well, I use it for everything, whether mm. it's work and I'm posting on social media or I'm sending an email and even my food shopping. I do all of that from my phone. Yeah. So literally everything is on that. So I yeah. feel like obviously I'm on my phone more than I should be, but it is sort of it's doing every all all the life things. Yeah, I know it's so hard. 
It is. It's really difficult. But I haven't quite got into a full routine yet. I am now they've gone back to school. I am trying to do the whole nine to three, mm-hmm. Monday to Friday. But I've also I've just started going to the gym. So I'm trying to slot that in somewhere, obviously in the school hours. And currently, because I'm coming up to Christmas and I'm doing a whole new website and I'm, you know, planning lots of things, I'm working more than that nine to three. Yes. But um, I'm hoping to at some point, you know, get to just be in those those school hours. But I'm just doing a lot extra right now because I'm doing all that, the build, the building of it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's sort of, I sort of how I plan my day. I'm, I'm very productive in the morning. Um, so I know when I'm sort of most productive and also yeah. when I do things. And so I get up at 5.30 every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started doing that because I was finding when I would get up later and we'd all be having breakfast together, I would never sit down. I would be helping them do their breakfast or helping just literally doing lots of other things. And it wasn't for me. And so by the time they then would leave to go off to school and work, I would then sit down and then I'd waste potentially another hour of getting my prepared. So I get up at 5.30, I go and have breakfast uninterrupted on my own. I then might look at social media or might read a book, but just ways of preparing myself for that day. And so when I then go and get myself ready, come back down, I am like, right, okay, what do we need to do? And my mind is already firing, but I can get everything done. They all go and by eight o'clock, I can sit at my desk and I'm ready to go. And I can work through till 12, one o'clock. Um, I set my I set lots of timers on my phone. So if I'm doing something and it's 24 minutes past the hour, I will then do 36 minutes. So it goes to the hour, I sort of work okay. to the hour, half past. Um, and so I then work to that and the, the alarm goes off and I might occasionally go over a little bit. But again, I'll set the timer for a short period of time. And I, I sort of that really focuses me. And then I know I have I always have a slump in the afternoon. I either get a bit tired yeah. or just too overwhelmed with everything I'm the same by like two o'clock yeah and so I frequently I will go up to my bed and I will properly get into bed close the curtains and have maximum of about a half hour power nap Mm -hmm. and I just I physically need to switch off um to sort of just and it might be I I do go to sleep or I might put a podcast on that's totally business not well not related to business um and I just have that time and then I can get up and do a bit more work and then obviously they get home from school and then I might do a bit more before then tea and I sort of in this structure now and because I now know how to do it they also have seen me do it and so we've all got this understanding and we're all happy and I think the one thing if I'm at 100% then everything else seems to function better whereas if I'm dipping low it's just like things start not happening um and so I know that if I need to be fully charged then they're all happy I can be there I can be present for them and whatever they need from me um and so I just have to shift around things and I I've been doing it for I 
think probably about a year now and I'm into that and it works for me with a few little changes because I think it's important to change your routine at times yeah um, it sort of keeps your, your mind going in a different way and I think with business we we don't do the same thing day in day out it's no. constantly changing um I'm working on different things um but then it might be if I'm working on a computer I might go and stand at my kitchen island and do some work or I might go out in our camper van I'll change my environment which again yeah. helps with my thought processes oh definitely I don't do it enough but a few times I've been to like a local coffee shop and just sat and worked there um when the weather was warmer there's one it's got a really lovely garden and I sat yeah. out in the garden with my iPad and it was it was really nice so I need to, I think I need to do that more often yeah it's having like putting appointments in your diary mm. because we I know if you put a, have an appointment you don't miss that appointment yeah um it's like doing this it's like I knew at 9 30 today I was, I was talking to you so yeah. I made sure I was here and prepared yeah and it's like why we don't do that for ourselves and it's like yes. right I'm going to book this appointment for myself next Friday at two o'clock for one hour yeah and you go right I'm you wouldn't do that for somebody else but we we do it for ourselves we go oh it's fine it's just for me I'll I'll go and do something else like no yeah it's true go and set that time aside for yourself choose something for you to do and actually do it and you will feel so much better afterwards that you will actually be more productive because you've given yourself that time you've re-energized yourself and it's like okay right I'll go and do that yeah no absolutely I definitely think and I was talking to somebody the other day about sometimes I just need to walk away from mm. whatever it is I'm creating because I can't you know when you look at something for so long and you're yes. like oh I don't, I don't like that I don't like that so I need to walk away and then come back the next day yeah. with fresh eyes yeah, or totally. you know if you just need a break just go away from it switch off and then yeah. come back another day yeah. and that's what sort of this whole thing of what I'm doing, um, creative thinking, it's like, it's actually, as you said, go away and you might do, it might be another creative thing that you do, but it might be you go away for a walk or you go and read something or you literally just sit and daydream, mm. which is such a powerful exercise to do. It's just to sit and either listen to the things around you or just to watch the clouds go by. Yeah, because in that moment your mind clears but then also you'll then start getting these thoughts coming into your mind which will be related to potentially the thing that you were struggling with 20 minutes ago okay. and suddenly these connections within your brain will happen because you've stepped away you've given yourself that space and you'll then see something and that will be connected with what you're working with and then another connection from your past will be joined. And suddenly you go, oh, and this literally, this new idea happens that you, mm. had you not stepped away and given yourself that time, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And so it's so important that we bring these creative exercises into our lives. And that could be also talking to other people because getting fresh perspectives from somebody else, you suddenly go, oh, okay, I've never thought of it that way. And it's like, okay, I'll I'll look at it in that perspective. Yeah. And then suddenly you've got this whole new other idea that it wouldn't have happened. And so it, it's having those connections, not only in your brain, but also with other people 
that is so important. Yeah, it sounds quite similar. I mean, I don't know how spiritual you are, but my mum quite often says when she meditates, she, you know, she'll have a, a question in her mind and she'll have an answer. Or like I've said before, like a lot of my ideas come when I'm trying to get to sleep. Is that mm. because I'm laying and I'm relaxing and I don't know. So things pop into my <laughs> pop into my mind. It is. It's just sort of you give your your mind a rest. And the same thing is like often people say in the shower or when you're driving. Yeah. It's just you are shifting the thoughts in your head. So that the percep um the what you're focusing on is changing a little bit, but it allows you just to just adjust that thought process. It's and because we are so busy, so busy all the time. Yeah. Um and it's a bit like when when you're pregnant that it's the baby suddenly starts being active when you're asleep. Yes. And so it's because that's when you have stopped and actually you're really focusing on well nothing and everything um and like I have a pad of paper next to my bed because I go to to sleep and I'm I might be brushing my teeth and I'm like oh oh my goodness and suddenly I have to write it down because it's sort of like um you have an idea and if you don't capture it at that moment in time it disappears absolutely I'll forget by the next morning if I don't write it down Totally. And it's sort of like I have um, my phone is full of these thoughts and then pieces of paper. And it might be if I'm driving, which so many ideas and I have to stop. Yeah. And I often press record and I record myself because I'm one for talking more than typing. And because okay. I think my, my thought processes are quicker than my typing. Yes. And so I dictate a lot of things um and so either into the notes or it might be actually a video and just to let all my thoughts flow and they're out of my mind and often it's those moments I say things I think oh my goodness I wish I'd captured that because that is the thing that I've been struggling to put together for so long and I've now just said it and now I can't repeat it um and that is so frustrating um but yeah, it's having those opportunities just to capture those ideas and finding the way that works for you. Because the, the frustration when that idea goes, you think, what was it? And you try and retrace all the yeah. steps, everything that you're doing and all the thoughts, you're like, no, no, no. And it's again, as I said, those connections, like my husband will say, I'll be saying something and he'll interrupt me and I'll go, what was I saying? And he'll try and say everything. I said, no, you've said something not quite right which has triggered that thought in my mind and it's like I need to repeat absolutely everything the way you've just said it because the way you structured it allowed that thought just to be connected in the right way at that moment in time um and it's just it's a fascinating it's mind-boggling but it's the brain is an amazing organ Mm. Uh, and but we can manipulate it um in the things that we do and that's why flexing your creative muscle Mm. everybody is creative and you can you can become more creative like like you you're becoming more and more creative in the things that you do and you're experimenting you're exploring and then you'll get inspired by other people or the things that you see 
and then you'll go oh I'm going to try this out and then yeah. suddenly you're doing things that you wouldn't have dreamt of doing a month ago or a year ago and you're yeah. like where has that come from and it's like because you've just practiced yeah and it gets easier and easier and and also not to compare yourself with other people because we are our own unique we have our own unique creative potential inside us we have all these different connections we have all these different experiences and we like different things but it's like finding the one thing that's right for you and also at the right time because all these exercises will work for you one time but then you'll be doing something else and they're not quite right so then having that ability to go okay I'm going to do this exercise but in a slightly different way and then it'll give you the results that you need to then move forward no it is it's absolutely fascinating really fascinating Mm. um so I know we, we touched on a couple of things do you have any tips for people that struggle with overwhelm yeah I think it's it's the one thing I think people talk about in in business is like that overwhelm because if you work for yourself you have to do everything you are everything and it's like where on earth do you start um and so as I said, the one thing is putting that time aside for yourself so that you are 100% um, feeling what the best that you can. And then I'm a very, very visual person. And so if you are struggling with something, get some piece of paper, stick them together and literally do a brain dump. Get everything that you're thinking about that topic or that subject, whatever it is, getting it all written down. And then as you've got it there, you can start then maybe sort of circling things that are like the headings and then making connections with them. And then the next step would be to look at each of those things and breaking it down into what do you need to do for each of those things? Yeah. And then the one thing and is sort of um, is from a book that I was reading called The One Thing by Gary Keller over or I was listening to over the summer and He talks about choosing the one thing. And so it might be you have this massive goal that you want to achieve, but it's like then breaking it all down and then looking at the one thing you do today that moves you forward in in the direction of that one thing. He he talks about um, he doesn't have a to-do list. And I loved it when I was listening to this. I think he calls it a success list. Okay. Um, Because... With a to-do list, it always has a negative connotation because you never fully achieve everything on your list. You're always yeah. adding to it. And as a result, you then think, oh, my goodness, that's it's too much. I can never achieve that because I've never, even though you're physically ticking things off, you're never achieving anything. And so I call, I've sort of renamed mine a progress list. Okay. And so I tick something off I'm, and it's a positive thing because I've ticked it off. It's moved me forward towards my goal. And so I'll I'll add more things, but it's always things that are moving me forward. And that mind shift really changed the way I I see my list. I love making Mm. lists. I Um, love making a list. But it's then going, okay, what is the one thing I'm doing right now? And I'm focusing on that. Right, I've ticked that off. And then what do I need to do next in order to get to this goal? Um, what's the most important thing I need to be doing or 
what takes the shortest amount of time, whatever it is, but it's that one decision that you make on this one thing. Yeah. And so it is breaking that down. And then it's the, sort of the fourth thing would be about mindset. Yes. That it's always about mindset. I know people talk about mindset, but once you've had that aha moment, it really sh- changes the way you perceive everything. Um, so it's like often people say, what is your why? Why are you doing this? But if you, again, if you really dig deep into understanding your why, everything makes sense because it's sort of like, it's this central thing that everything feeds off it and understanding your why and understanding who you are in that why. And then everything is very easy because you'll have a problem that you come up with and you think, oh my goodness, I don't know how to cope with this. It's like, right, break it all down, work out the things you need to do, the little steps forward. And knowing you've got that end goal going, I know it's so important that I achieve what I'm doing because I'm going to help people. And so I need to do what I'm doing today because it's going to make a big impact on that person. And that keeps you moving forward again and again. Yeah. And I um, I have had a massive mindset. I've been, I've been working on my mindset recently, the past few weeks, and I think I mentioned it on my first podcast, I sat down and I said, I need to stop being scared. It's not going to be perfect. And I just need to go for it. And I did. And I recorded it and I launched it. And I've continued with that. And I have just, I've been trying to have a just a short meditation each day I've been listening to affirmations which I've Mm. I've actually really enjoyed I've never listened to them before but I've actually quite enjoyed listening to them um and just just constantly trying to work on that positive mindset because with my anxiety it's far too easy to get into a slump Mm -hmm. and you know struggle to get out of it but I don't know I've had an amazing touch wood <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know a few weeks like the mo- most of September now um and don't get me wrong I've still had moments where I've been stressed or I've you know been overwhelmed but I've sort of gone away from it come back the next morning mm. and I'm back I'm ready to do something to work on the business and you know life yeah yeah and it is so important that if you have that you've got something to go back to and see and go okay this is why I'm working towards this and it just it does help you in those times that you do think oh my goodness I can't either compare we compare ourselves with so many other people within business yeah but it just allows you to switch and go no I know they're different than I am I and if you go back to I know who I am and why I'm doing this then it's like I'm not I'm different to them we're doing different things and so I need to do what I am doing and if you stick to that and you you then you relive that excitement about why I'm doing it and Mm -hmm. what you can do for people that gets you over those times when you're feeling sort of like I can't can't do this anymore yeah and I think it's learning to be happy with yourself and to trust your instincts I remember when I was talking to somebody about a course I'm working on they said oh well I've seen other similar courses so what's different about yours and I remember a bit sheepishly being like well me I'm I'm different but I remember being a bit like 
oh gosh but now I think I'm starting to feel a bit bit more confident in saying it's me like I'm I'm what's different because you're not going to get any other courses unless that that are done by me and the way I do things and you know any anything I put out there Mm. I'm the difference and I think confident in ourselves and I know we we all have um self-doubt and you know imposter syndrome and all of those things but it is I think it's coming back to it and just reminding yourself this is what you do yeah this is why you do it and you're good at it (laughs) yes brilliant and I think you need to sort of say that to yourself because it's just like yeah I've got so much to say and I need other people to hear what I say Mm. and yeah I think it is it's so strange how we feel or I can't shout about myself yeah and I get through past experiences and maybe what families say that you don't do that should be quiet yeah actually I need to because if someone hears what I'm saying, it will make a big difference in their lives. And that yeah. is what I want to do. Um, and you go, no, I'm going to sort of block all that sort of imposter syndrome, self-doubt out because that is stopping me. Those are my blocks. Yeah, I need yeah. to push past those and move forward. Um, and because when difficult. It is really difficult. But it's one of those things, if you don't shout about yourself, who else is going to? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on that myself and not feel like I'm, you know, being salesy or like I'm trying to sell my, you know, services to people. But when I know that I can help people, I think that's Mm -hmm. the the thing that I need to focus on, that I can help people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's difficult it's definitely something that I'm still working on but, but we always will be um, yeah because I think that's human um yeah. and it is we but it's the fact you've gone through that process you've already changed if you actually you've reflect back on thinking oh my goodness I've really changed and mm-hmm. I've grown and look where I am now and where I was and you need to really hold on to that and go yeah I'm this is exciting what I'm doing and I'm proud of what I'm doing at this moment in time yeah no definitely Mm. um speaking of being proud is there you know like a standout moment like your proudest moment in your business yeah I think obviously the website was one thing um we've mentioned that already um but I think the most recent thing was when I did my first creative thinking workshop. Yeah. It was for um, a mastermind. And I, it was obviously this new concept that I was putting out there. And I remember walking away and I felt two foot taller. I had this big beam across my face. And I sort of, I sort of say this now, I have that song from The Greatest Showman, This Is Me. Yeah. And it's just like, this is who I am. And I think I think a lot of people in in the world of business, in the groups that I'm in, haven't really seen who I am because 
I obviously was this woodworker, but in the past, I, I've i sort of created amazing things in the house, Harry Potter rooms, parties for my children, um, games. I love games. And I think it's people going, oh, I think they sort of stepped back and thought, this is this is an interesting perception of Hannah I haven't seen before. It's like, but this is who I am because yeah. I really understood who I am. This is what I love doing. And I think I said it felt like this jigsaw piece had just been put into place and this whole big puzzle has come together and everything was feeling great and it was making sense to who I am at yeah. this moment in time. And I just, I do remember actually, I think I said to my husband, I feel really proud of myself. Yeah. And it was one of those things thinking, I shouldn't say I'm feeling proud. I thought, no, I am. I feel oh, proud absolutely. of what I've achieved. And yeah, saying it out loud, just reaffirmed, actually, this is amazing what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. I feel so good about it. And this is me. Yeah. Was that the mastermind that I saw you at? that was it was two days before um, okay because I yeah. so what so that was your second one maybe yes yeah I thought you'd been doing it for years <laughs> like you were yeah no that was you were amazing I just assumed that yeah yeah you were well, doing it all the time because I have been doing it for years but yeah. not in this context or with this new title yes. um that I yeah I, as an occupational therapist I was a mum I was an athletics coach I've been doing all these things that have all slowly come together and that is why I'm now forming what I'm doing now and so that it, it's one of those things if you you think this is so even though it's not natural but it is so natural what I'm talking about is because I've been this is my whole life this is yeah. actually who I am I'm, I'm not towards this so, moment yeah. yeah it's like okay I have a script and things and sort of I need to have words just to help me yes but then once I'm flowing then this is this is who I am um because it is just what I do on a daily basis um yeah. I talk about these things and yeah I I just feel that I am such doing things that I've always have done but this is it just feels right in being helping other business people now um, yeah no yeah. that's brilliant <laughs> so what are your plans for the future oh so my plans are to do more of these creative workshops yeah um, and certainly starting to look at going into bigger organizations um and companies and just sort of seeing how I can help them different departments and things and looking at the the problems that they have and bringing my little spin on it um so that's sort of my big goal and then sort of the other one other thing I'm working on are providing resources for maybe smaller businesses yeah. for sort of online and in-person events bringing sort of a range of creative exercises um to them that they can buy from me um, but also I sort of do one-to-ones as well. So if they're needing sort of that individual bespoke 
um, service saying, okay, what are you really struggling with? Let's work this through. Let's bring some creative exercises into your life and your business. Let's work through this and let's move you forward towards your goals. But um, yeah, the, the big goal is to to work with bigger organizations eventually. That's sort of what I'm aiming towards. And then with these bits before are sort of just honing what I'm doing, um, making mistakes, sort of learning from it, reflecting on it, getting feedback, mm-hmm. um, so that what I provide is the best possible thing for for those people. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 such a different world than at the NHS. Yeah, I bet <laughs> working with patients, and it's just sort of like really strange. It's t- it's been a massive learning curve to me um but I've sort of loved every moment of it and it's exciting to see what could actually happen in the future sort of uh I feel like I'm this catalyst for change um and I sort of I was trying to work out the wording of everything I thought oh I love this word catalyst and I feel like I am that spark if I can spark someone thinking yeah be it from like today do this podcast that someone goes oh that's really interesting what she said and then that makes them change the way that they're doing the thing they're doing yeah then that I've made that's what I want to achieve that I'm that little spark to that's go, amazing isn't it that one yeah. little thing that yeah. you say could impact someone massively yeah, yeah. and we can all do that yeah everything we're doing all the things on social media, you don't know that they will see something and you may have just chucked it out there mm-hmm. without any sort of, well, you would have put thought into it because <laughs> I think certainly with content creation, we are thinking a lot about it. Yeah, too but, much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we'll say something that we don't think is really important, but it will literally stop them in their tracks because oh, yeah. they might have been thinking about something else and it yeah. just breaks that connection and suddenly something makes sense to them and they can do something and and that's the power that we all have and it's exciting that we have that ability to say I can change someone's life in the things that I say and I do yeah absolutely um okay right are you ready for my quick five five I am (laughs) Bit of a cricker the next yeah. there. Let's oh, do that stretch. <laughs> okay. Right. Who is your biggest inspiration? Now, this as as you would expect, I thought about this question. Um <laughs> and I, I I sort of turned it inside down, I looked at it inside out, I stepped back, I looked closely at it. Um and so what comes to mind is you know those pictures you have a picture but actually they're made up of really tiny pictures yeah and and this is I I'm sort of it sounds really egotistical which is very not like me but I think I inspire myself yeah and it's because there are so many people like those little pictures that have come together to create who I am today yes be that business owners or family and I just think I I sort of look at myself and think oh my goodness you've achieved all this along with all these other people and they've helped you and I know when you you often have who inspires you there's someone who's 
further ahead of you or something. Mm -hmm. And I then see I've got a vision of who I want to be in the future. Yeah. And so it's like I want to inspire, be inspired by the person in my future, which is, yeah, it's sort of, a, it's again, I love to put a spin on things. Um, it's sort of, we often say, oh, yes, it's this person, this person. But so many people have played a part and inspired me. But I just, yeah, I've got that vision of that big picture of little pictures. And that big picture is me. And it's made up of all those other people. Um, and, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant me. answer. <laughs> I love that. Do you have a favourite business book? So obviously I've mentioned the one thing by Gary Keller um, yeah. and I'm very much into listening to books mm -hmm. because um, I did it from a very early age going to sleep. I'd have a little yeah. um, a story um, book being audio book. Um, and so I was really wanting to read more business books, but I thought I just don't really have the time or I'm always busy pottering around the house. I thought, oh, let's do an audio book. And the one book that I have been putting off because of the title was Denise Duffels Thomas's Lucky Bee. Yeah. Um, and I actually, by mistake, I downloaded the wrong book. I thought it was the um, uh, Get Rich one. It was yeah. the one I intended to buy, but I bought the Lucky Bee one. Yeah. And it was obviously about how she how you achieve your own success or how you create your own success in business so you create your own luck yes and that was just like yeah of course you do like I have made decisions um and choices throughout my life and it is you make those choices that yes some people might interfere and sort of try and guide you in a different direction but you've made that ultimate choice and there are things that have happened that I think, well, I've created that. And I just thought her book really nailed that. And mm. I thought that clarity of like, yes, I can create my luck in yeah. the future. Um, and that really excited me going, okay, I want to achieve this and I can achieve it because I can do that. I can put things into place to get me to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I read the get rich lucky bitch last mm. summer and i've just read the first one lucky bit um so it was it was, it was interesting to read that first one before she'd written the mm. get rich one and yeah i it, it, that is those books have definitely had a big influence in my mm. life and how and how i feel and i think when i read the get rich one i definitely recommend it i we were on holiday and i'd i'd finished reading it uh, and you know I, I don't know what you think about this or what anyone else thinks about this but we were playing a game of blackjack I think a card game and I was like okay come on universe I need this next card to be a seven I was like come on come on universe and I turned it over and it was that <laughs> card that I needed and you know when you're like okay could be a fluke but I know it was just, I think even sometimes if things are flukes, it's like that sign, like I've just yeah. read about all this and manifestation. And then yeah. I had that sign and I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to think about this more. And yeah, it's had, yeah. It's had a massive effect on me. I yeah. really try and see the positive and be less negative because when you are negative, 
negative things happen. You know, when you're, you're angry mm. and you get your coat stuck on the door or something. Yeah. Like it's exactly that. When you see the negative, more of it is around. When you see the good, more good. Yeah. yeah. And I think also listening to it on audio by listening to her voice mm. was really, that really helped because I would listen to it um, when I was sort of getting ready in the morning in the bathroom and she just really I was like okay I'm ready for this today yeah. um and it was like having this cheerleader going go on Hannah you can do this he's very um, good at that yeah and I just think by but being on audio it just I've actually I'm I think I'm on the second time of listening to it now because it just it really helped me um just to get that positivity at the beginning of the day and going okay you can achieve this what are you going to do today to achieve this yeah that's brilliant mm. do you have a favorite business podcast um I love a podcast um mm. um as I said I love listening to things um and I have a whole range of them depending on how I'm feeling as well but yeah, business wise I think it would be Charlie Day's um sales is easy if you just yeah. know how um she's been so influential in my business journey yeah. um and she's just opened my eyes to what can be achieved in business and obviously introducing me to new business owners and things and I just think yeah the, the information she gives uh is, has been really helpful and is really sort of gives you sort of real practical advice um to say right if this is what you want to do obviously in a business you need to achieve sales you want want sales for it to be successful um and so she gives that really sort of useful advice yeah brilliant uh what is your guilty pleasure oh um so i don't like feeling guilty um okay <laughs> with anything. um but it, i was thinking i've I've got a massive sweet tooth, but I won't mm -hmm. say that one because um, <laughs> I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but I think I think at the moment I feel guilty if I take time away from working in the business. Yeah. And so, as I was saying, and I think I need to obviously block this maybe a whole morning out, is I love romantic movies mm. um, and particularly Christmas movies. Um, and those cheesy American ones, I absolutely love them. The ones and that are so, right back on Channel 5. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. two a day or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've seen them all probably several times, but to sit in front of a fire, having that on with um, some snacks in front of me, hot drink, blanket, on my own, but like during the day watching a film. Oh, yeah. I think would be my guilty pleasure um because just yeah I think oh I shouldn't really be doing this but the feeling that you get afterwards and during it is just so amazing so I think that would be it and I think I do need to go and book it in my diary now yeah, for definitely. sounds November. perfect do you have a favorite biscuit now I do well a lot of my answers I tend to have two things um <laughs> But I love thick chocolate. Mm -hmm. And so there are two that I tend to buy. One is, and I don't know what they're called, but it's a, a rectangular biscuit. And on top, you get a thin slab of chocolate. And it's got a picture on it. 
so I can't remember if it's German or something. Um, and then the other one, I don't know because I tend to get them from sort of like supermarkets owns and things. Oh, yeah, um, the blue, the blue ones, the blue boxes. Yes, so like the Le the Lebanese. Oh, yes, I don't know how to pronounce it. it. Those ones. Yes. So I oh, love yeah. those. Um, and then the other ones are the, the chocolate rounds, which look a little bit like a flower with a hole in the middle. Yeah. And I just love nibbling the chocolate, the thick <laughs> chocolate. And I think it's just that the, the process of how I eat it, as well as the actual enjoyment of the thick chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody just starting out? So... Obviously, I said earlier about finding out who you are, but I think the other thing would be finding a community. Because I think if you've got a group of people around you that are doing sort of the same sort of thing, you're all in business, you can get the different perspectives, you can um, bounce ideas off one another, they can push your boundaries, step, yeah. push you out of your comfort zone. and You can also get so much knowledge and advice from them and it's trying to find that group your tribe community whichever you want to call it that works for you um it might be that you go into one you think it's not quite working and then you'll go to another one you think oh this just fits and the the people fit and I just feel like I'm moving forward and I think that would be the one thing is just finding a group of people that you can have that support from because it yeah. is lonely working in your own business that I spend I do enjoy having the house to myself but it's then when you have those networking events that you go to mm. and you suddenly go oh this is actually wonderful yeah. and you just you have that great connection with them um and I think yeah if you can find community that is sort of one of the one things that is so important that just helps you along this very difficult path as a business owner yeah I completely agree um and lastly let us know where we can find you okay so um so the business is HK create so if you type that in it tends to pop up um it actually stands for Hannah Kate Ashton create um are the the letters um but on Instagram, it's HK underscore create, or my website is hkcreate.co.uk. Amazing. Thank you so much, Hannah. I've absolutely loved having you on today. And, it's been amazing. And, um, and thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing to my channel and leaving me a lovely review. It would mean the absolute world. You can follow me on Instagram, find me at small.biz.society and come and join my Facebook group. We've got a lovely supportive community over there for women in business. And if you're a female entrepreneur and you'd like to come on here and have a lovely chat with me, send me a message, just reach out to me my inbox is always open. Thank you so much again and I will speak to you in the next one.